Today's Mesila Yisharim was dedicated Le'ilui Nishmat Avramea Ben Tzvi in the Zichut of the Limud HaTorah in the Zichut of the Tzedakah the Neshama should have an Aliyah. So we're holding over here in the 21st chapter of Mesila Yisharim Perak HaFalev B'Darkei Kniyas HaChasidus Now we know that the Mesilah Yisharim here, we spoke about it yesterday, discusses how the background for all Avodah Hashem is Yirat Shamayim, and especially for Hasidut. We know that the Chazal tell us, Kol she'irato kodemet lechokmato, chokmato metkayemet. That if Yirat Shamayim precedes a person's chokmah, his Torah, then his Torah will be metkayemet. So it is the background for everything. So we have to try to understand Yirat Shamayim very well. Now the words of the Mesilah Yisharim, when he explains Yirat Shamayim, he says, Ki ka'asher ha'adam le'etbonen al goydel roimemusa yizborach v'tachlish lemusa When a person focuses on the exaltedness and the greatness and the perfection of Hashem, and he, at the same time, he sees the weakness and the shiftless of man. So let's try to understand this a little deeper, because this is extremely, extremely fundamental. What the Mesilah Yisharim is referring to is talking about Yirat Romemut Yitbarach, which is to be in awe of Hashem. And we said that Yiro is a Mida that Shaykh to the Guf Ha'odam. That the human being can feel this in his senses and it's only considered a complete Yira when it goes into his essence and his being and into his emotions. As it says in the Pasuk, that Yirat Shamayim is al on your face. Meaning that it is Nikar, it's recognized on the person, on the human being. Now, so we learn from here that the emotion called awe is something which the Nefesh Abahami, the human being as a Nefesh of his physical human being, has this emotion built in him. This is something that the world recognizes as well. The emotion of awe is, has been spoken about in the works of the Chachmei Umas Ha'ilam for years and years, especially in the last 20 years, psychology put a lot of attention on the, this emotion called awe. It's referred to sometimes as being self-transcendent, which means that a person shifts his attention from himself and it makes him feel like he's part of something much greater than himself. And when he perceives the vastness of the world and all that's in it, it gives him a a feeling of vulnerability, of fear, and it gives the person the ability to reevaluate their priorities in life and behave for the greater good, they see the value of other people, creates generosity, 
where they realize that they're only a speck in the planet that's massive and how weak they are considering compared to all the massive kohot in the world. And they realize that they need the help of society to sustain themselves. So it gives a person, he's it's called self-transcendent because he goes above himself. And therefore it brings a person to humility, generosity, all these type of things. So that's how it's understood in the materialistic world, which in the materialistic world, in psychology, they would use the visual of the vastness of, of the world to bring them to that feeling of awe, or they could use imagination for it. But the point is they able to engender this emotion called awe, and it has tremendous benefits in the world. But the real truth is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us this ability to feel awe for the purpose of acquiring Yirat Shamayim, which is the highest and the greatest level of awe, where a person realizes that he's a creation, he's not a creator, and that he's totally and completely in the hands of Hashem, and he is machnia himself to Hashem, and he needs to come on to Hashem, and he realizes that his existence is not in his control. So this is a tremendous, tremendous feeling, which is the bedrock and the groundwork behind his avoidance Hashem, which makes him feel that he's obligated to listen to Hashem and to serve Hashem and to recognize Hashem and to pray to Hashem. This unbelievable vulnerability and awe and fear that comes out from this awareness, this is really why we have this emotion. And we're able to be able to use this emotion to feel this feeling towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And this is really what stands behind Ahavat Hashem. Because the next step that the Masil Sisharim says is that once we come to Yir'ah, then we can be hit boninu al-rov hasadav imanu, ve'al-godel ahavato yidbarach li-Yisrael, ve'al-kirvat ha-yisharim elav, u'maylas ha-toyrah ha-mitzvah, I mean, it's only after a person has this really tremendous awareness that provokes the emotion of awe, then he could realize that even though he's a Bria, a creation that's very shafel, weak, and is dependent totally and solely on Hashem, then he starts to appreciate the kindness that Hashem did for him. He's able to appreciate that Hashem chose him to do his avoida and to have a relationship with him and to sustain him even though he doesn't deserve. So all these unbelievable feelings of avas Hashem can only come after one truly reaches yirat Hashem. So these are the great, great um, background for avoida, yira and ava. And then through the Maisa Mitzvahs, it's helping us get closer to Hashem. So we have to begin that work. Since that work is a real emotion that works, and it's, it's in the world. It's very much part of the materialistic world. So we're not being mechadesh, a koyach. 
We're not trying to create within us something called the Yesh Ma'ayin, something from nothing. But rather, what we're actually doing is channeling these emotions that we have called awe, fear, vulnerability, the fact that we have a certain weakness, the fact that we need to, that we belong to a much bigger picture, that we're part of a, a unit, the part of a purpose, a relationship with Hashem, which we can appreciate now, the tremendous chaz de Hashem that Hashem has with us, those emotions are there. It's only a question of using our minds to be able, that's what he said in the beginning, you have to have goidel ha-histaklus, by using this um, ability that Hashem gave us to think and to imagine and to visualize and to go deeply into it until we actually feel this way that's very very possible for a human being to do because he is not creating this emotion he's only channeling this emotion to something bigger and therefore, there's many, many different methods that a person can use. One of the methods, the Rambam says, is that a person can use looking at the creation of the world. Right? Like the Rambam says in Perek Dalit, in Hilchas Yisoyde HaToyra, Halacha Yud Beis, he says, B'zman she'adam mitbonen b'dvarim ha'elu, u'makir kol ha'bruim, b'malach, v'galgal, v'odom ki yoytzeboi, so he's able to study the world and come to this unbelievable state. And Moisev Ava Lamakum Vatimson Nafshoi, Vichme Besor Lev Makum Barhu, Vira Vifchad Meshiflusoi, Vedalusoi, Vekalusoi. Right? That's the lotion from the Rambam. Powerful, powerful tool that the Rambam gave us to be able to actually connect with this reality. The human being is very, very self-centered. And he sees himself as someone who has koach. He sees himself as a person who is able to do things and achieve things and his world wraps around himself. And he becomes like living in a very small world where he is the master of his fate. And he can control the people around him and manipulate him, manipulate them to 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 do his will. It all becomes about around him. So a person really, what he has to do is like the lotion that we told you before. He has to self transcend, because by self transcending, he becomes realizes he shifts his attention from himself, and it makes him realize that he's part of something much greater than himself. And he realizes that his control over his life is very, very small. And therefore, he goes into a place of reality so strong that he's able to actually feel that emotion. So obviously, it's a work. It's not something that could be done in two minutes. It needs a lot of time 
an effort to think, but it's important that a person should at least carve some time to do that. So the best is really, if a person could prepare a little bit, the words of the tefillah. And the words of the tefillah, when it talks about Hashem, when it talks about the Bria, whether it's through Pesukei de Zimra, whether it's in the Berachav Yotzer Or, tremendous amount of discussion of the greatness of the world and the greatness of Hashem and all that's happening and how little control we have. We have we talk about the Malachim and the Galgalim and we talk about all these tremendous forces in nature and we realize that the planet is massive and we're not even a speck on that screen. So that's a good time during Davening to try to come to this realization which as you reach the tefillah Amidah Esrei, we are able to feel that way and talk to Hashem and ask Him for Yitzrochim and realize that you need Him and you're dependent upon Him. The best time to make this work is by davening, and it just—it's not something that leaves you feeling lost or empty or small or afraid. It actually builds a person tremendously, and it's the vehicle by which he can reach Avas Hashem. Because then he realizes that Hagam he's, has no worth and he has no abilities and he has no he doesn't deserve anything. And yet Hakadosh Baruch Hu chose him and gave him such an unbelievable connection that he has with him, and he gave him the ability to 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 achieve in the world and to be a shulter for Hashem and Ma'aseh Bereshis. That develops a feeling of Ahavat Hashem. So this is, I think, the first step is to try, obviously, during davening itself, it's very difficult to start thinking, because davening is like, basically what davening is like, it's like opening a book, and looking at the table of contents, and see what each chapter discusses. So it's a one line that explains the entire chapter in a nutshell. If a person never read the book, he wouldn't know exactly what the author means when he writes the title for the chapter. It doesn't mean anything for him. However, if a person read the book, understood the book, and then he looks at the titles of the chapters, it will remind him of what he learned and what he studied. So the way tefillah works is, each line in Psuke de Zimra, each line in Yotzer Or, is just a concept in a nutshell. But if a person would prepare one line or two lines, and really think into the concepts and prepare and arrange his thoughts, that when he says those lines... During tefillah, he's able to remember the points that he thought about before. He's able to actually feel it. If he does it in a non-stressful way, in a relaxed way. We read once before in Rav Don Segel that he said that many tzaddikim would sing the Pesuket Zimra to be able to open the emotions and the feelings. If it's done in a relaxed way, and the thoughts were already prepared before, the concepts, you understand them, then it comes to a person. And then once a person reaches Ahavat Hashem and Yirat Hashem by davening to some degree, that's already he's a different person. By the time I mean, by the time Tefillah is finished, this human being is actually a different person. He's not the same person that he was before. And it will have a small effect on his day going forward after prayers. And like Rabbi Solsalanta says that when you make a roshim, when you make a some type of impression on yourself, even if it's the smallest impression, when you come back the next day 
and you make another impression, it adds to the impression from the day before, and slowly, slowly, drip by drip, these impressions that each one adds to the other one helps a person become a changed person. Change is something that takes place over time. It's not an all or nothing, and it's not either you're going to be full with emotion of Avas Hashem, Yiras Hashem, or have none. We have to understand that growth of a human being is something that's steps, a little bit, little impressions. The main thing is that we should try to be as, in, as consistent as possible with it, because with time, if that original impression and emotion is not re- revived, then it eventually fades away as if it was never there. But if it's consistent, today's feelings, which may be a little bit, and then tomorrow's feelings on top of that would revive the day before's feelings, slowly, slowly a person can come to a level where he actually starts to have a change taking place within himself. And if his davening is done correctly after a while, when he sits down to learn, he will remember that the reason why he's learning is because he is a nivra and he wants to understand the Ratzon Hashem and he wants to do the Ratzon Hashem and when he has those feelings of Avas Hashem so he wants to be dedicated and attached to Hashem so all those things will have uh, effect on everything that he does in his life and that I believe is a good place for all of us to start even if it means coming into davening five minutes before and just thinking a little bit and then saying Berkot HaShachar or Psukei uh, Dezimra with that little bit of preparation before and not rushing through it and you have one or two lines not more than that to be able to focus on that will have a tremendous tremendous effect on a human being where he's living a world where he transcends himself he becomes bigger than himself he sees things from a different perspective that's extremely important in Avodah Hashem